0: Um, but I do uh, want to recognize people that are important in the vision here at the Promise Church. So as I call you up, please come to the platform here. Pastor Mary, please come up. All right, so I'm going to call my pastors up. Uh, Pastor Andrew. Yes. You can come over to this side for now. And then Pastor Lindsay. All right. And also, of course, um, we have. Uh, board members because we are a non-profit church, okay? So we are a non-profit corporation actually, so we have board members. And some of them uh, you don't see every day because they're working and living elsewhere, but they're very important to us. So uh, one of those is evangelist Bill Weiss. So he's known around the world, 23 minutes in hell, you're familiar, he's probably been on 400 TV stations and traveled all over the world, radio everywhere. So he's actually on our board. Now he's not able to be here today uh, but we'll hear from here later from him later. Uh, also, Pastor Carrie Daly is on the board. Please come up, Pastor Carrie, and thank you. Great job with worship today. She actually helped us start our worship when the Promise Church was founded. So, if you didn't know, she goes way back with us. Very good friend of the Promise, and your husband, your dear husband, he's working today, huh? Okay. All right. So, and within the Promise Church, uh, Pastor Andrew is on the board. So, if you could just come over this way, Pastor Andrew. <laughs> Have them switch sides. <laughs> this is our board members over here. And then, of course, our one and only, our just cherished Pastor Cindy Hope. Yes. Wow. Thank you. So this is our pastors and board. All right. So right now I'm going to hand the mic over to Pastor Lindsay because she's going to carry it from here.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. Well, good morning, um, we are going to, today's a really, really special day. And in order to give you a scriptural oversight of exactly what's going to be happening today, um, I am going to share um, some notes that I've made. Pastor Cindy, would you stand up for us? Could you come forward? Thank you. Um, it's a, it is a special day. I'm going to go back 40 years to start this special day. <laughs> so um (laughs) you can take 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 them off take them off (laughs) we know many many years ago approximately 40 years ago uh pastor henry had a prayer meeting in velcom at the church where we were it was a lunchtime prayer meeting and at this particular prayer meeting andrew and i happened to be the only two people who arrived But we did pray, and we prayed for 35, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. I'm I'm not sure how long, but at the end of that prayer meeting, the Holy Spirit dropped a word in my heart for Pastor Henry, which I shared with him. I said, while you're a pastor and a teacher, God's ultimate call on your life is to be an apostle. An apostle, in case you don't know, builds from the ground up, and establishes works to pass on to the next generation. A couple of years ago, maybe four years ago, Pastor Henry shared at a P3 meeting as he stepped into that apostolic call and anointing. And I had a conversation with him at his car outside and reminded him that God had known about that 40 years ago. The apostles' call is to bold and to pass the baton on to the next generation. God is a generational God. He never builds for one generation. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and... On, right? right? Yep. Ex- exactly. When Abraham had run his race, he passed on the baton to Isaac. Moses was given the baton and told to lead the people out of Israel, uh, out of Egypt. Lead them out of captivity. And he got all the way to the promised land. But guess what? He had to hand his baton on to Joshua because his race was done. And Joshua got to lead them into the promised land. God needs those who start the race and he needs those who finish the race. He doesn't just need us to run a race for one generation. The most amazing thing is that even Jesus ran a race and passed his baton on. Even Jesus. He came, he trained up his team for three years. And then he died, rose, and was seen for 40 days before he was received up into heaven. And then what did he do? He said, go and wait in the upper room. What did they wait for? They waited for the baton. The church took the baton to run. Jesus can't do what he called the church church to do. Every single one of us have a race to run. Pastor Henry's death is incredibly significant for the promise. I don't think you realize the significance of the demarcation and the handing on of the baton, Cindy. There's a huge significance in today, and you taking that baton, it's a huge loss for all of us, every one of us. I still find myself sitting and thinking about the words where he spoke into my life, where he ministered wisdom to me. I think about the times we laughed, and sometimes I'm sitting on the couch, and I will say something, and I look at Andrew and say, I just miss him. <laughs> I just miss him. But the thing is, because the person ready to take that baton was ready, God could honor his request and say, I want to go home now, Lord. He didn't give the baton to Joshua until Moses had done his part. And so because you were ready, Cindy, God could honor your dad's request to go home because you've been prepared, because you were ready. All of us have been prepared for to, to this overused phrase right now, such a time as this, but it happens to be true all the same. The plan and the call of God and the race didn't start with Pastor Henry and it won't end with you. It began in eternity past where he had a plan and he had a purpose and he prepared you to run the next leg of the race. You've been proven and prepared, Pastor Cindy. And that's why God could honor your dad's request. The baton can be passed on to the next generation. As we step into this next part of the service this morning, we will be laying on hands on you, Pastor Cindy, and anointing you with oil. I want you to know that the anointing of oil and the laying on of hands doesn't call anybody. What it does is it publicly acknowledges the call and the anointing and the gifting on somebody. That's what it does. That laying on of hands doesn't, I mean, we could do that to anybody then. And if they're not called and they're not anointed, they're going to make shipwreck of their, of their race. What it does is it acknowledges that the Holy Spirit has anointed and, and set apart Scripturally, we find that in Acts chapter 13 and verse 1. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Notice this is a church. This is not a great assembly somewhere. This is in the local church in Antioch. Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manion, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. And while they were worshiping and the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. It was the Holy Spirit who said this. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The Holy Spirit said. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Barnabas and Saul were not called or appointed by man. God used this church in Antioch to confirm their calling and to send them out with his blessing and anointing. It is right and it is scriptural to anoint somebody and pray over them and lay hands on them as they step into their call. It is completely scriptural. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that it is he, talking about God, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, And why did he give us this fivefold ministry? To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Jesus will always be the head of his church. But he found it necessary to give the gift of the fivefold ministry to train us up so that we can do the work of the ministry. And has entrusted you to do that at the promised church Pastor Cindy spent years being trained and tested and proven and mentored by the man that we call Apostle Henry, Pastor Henry, that she calls Dad. (laughs) She's been loved, anointed, and appointed and trained exactly like the book of Timothy instructs. This is not a, a new believer. This is somebody who's been trained. And it's our honor to publicly recognize that call and anointing on her today. It is an honor. Could we give her a hand? Because it's a special day today. Okay, you're going to have another opportunity to do that some more. So. Because um, Bill Weiss, so we can, we'll just stay standing up here just, just a short. We have a couple of videos to show you this morning. And the first one is from Bill Weiss as a board member uh, or a, on the board of directors um, just to express um, Pastor Henry's wishes, if you would just play that. Thank you.
2: Hi, my name is Bill Weiss, as many of you know. And I want to take a few minutes to share with you Dr. Henry's intent for the Promised Church and for Pastor Cindy. And I'm going to start off by reading you an excerpt out of the 2017 Board Meeting Minutes. And this was Dr. Henry's desire. I'm going to read you this excerpt. Now, I've been a board member for many years and a personal friend of Dr. Henry and Pastor Cindy. And Dr. Henry has shared with me on many occasions that his desire was for Pastor Cindy to be the senior pastor of the church. So this is what the excerpt reads. Dr. Henry announced that after much prayer and more than one year of waiting on God for direction, that he would retire as senior pastor of the Promised Church at the end of 2024. He also announced that Pastor Cindy Hope would become the new senior pastor of the Promised Church. He said, Retiring is a very difficult decision, but God has provided the perfect person to hand the baton to. Cindy has my heart and knows me better than any person on the earth, other than my wife, Jackie. It gives me great pleasure and is an amazing honor to have my daughter supersede me and continue my ministry dreams and aspirations. Pastor Cindy will immediately replace Dr. Henry as senior pastor should anything catastrophic occur to Dr. Henry. So this was his intent. And you know, he has groomed Pastor Cindy for this position for many years and Pastor Cindy and Dr. Henry have gone through so many difficult tests and trials in life, and they have passed every one of them. They have stood strong on the Word of God. They have never compromised. They have stood in faith and uh, arisen victoriously out of all these difficult situations. And you know, these difficult trials and tests develop godly character in a person. And godly character is what is needed to be a senior pastor of a church. And Pastor Cindy, well, she has that character for certain. And also, she has such a passion for the Word of God and a hunger and and a desire to get it across to all the people. But also, I've listened to her. She is an amazing teacher of God's Word. So I wholeheartedly agree that she should continue the promised church and be the senior pastor of that church. So I want to take a few minutes and now pray over her. So we come before you, Father, in Jesus' name, and as the authority given me as a board member and with the other board members and also with Dr. Henry's intent for Pastor Cindy, uh, we now appoint Pastor Cindy as the senior pastor of the Promised Church and we decree and declare that she is the leader of the church, and Father, that you would give her the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding to lead your people, Lord, to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to come up with the right messages to help the people, Lord, as this is such an important office to possess and to obtain, and so we declare that Cindy is that pastor, she is the leader, and that she does have the giftings. Lord, we ask you to increase her anointing and giftings in this area, and we thank you for your highest blessings that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on her and on the promised church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I wish my wife and I could be there with you, but we had an important family emergency. We couldn't come down, but we look forward to coming back down very soon. And we love the church. As, as you know, we've loved Dr. Henry and loved um, Pastor Cindy and the whole family and Jackie and so forth. So they're amazing people. Pastor Cindy will be that great leader for you, and you will be blessed having her as your pastor. I know you know that. But we love you all, and we can't wait to come see you. May God richly bless you all. In Jesus' name.
1: Another video to show you. Um, and this one is Apostle Theo Vormerons, who was Apostle Henry's brother or was, is Apostle Henry's (laughs) brother. And um, there's there's something about this Vormorant's name, you know. If you're you're a Vormorant, you're going to end up in ministry at some point or another. (laughs) And if you're around long enough, you're going to be an apostle. (laughs) Um, Anyway, he um, has so graciously stepped in to be that that sounding board for Pastor Cindy, to be that person who's been in ministry for 40 and 50 years so that if she needs help with anything, and I was present when I heard him say that to your dad and to Pastor Cindy, that he would be there, he would be there to undergird her, to provide guidelines, and anything that she needed at all. Now for you to understand the weight of what this is, we will first show you one of the churches, just one of them that Pastor Theo, or Apostle Theo, founded, and then he has a personal word which we can just play right away um, to let you know, as the church, exactly where he will be standing alongside Pastor Cindy. So if we can show the first one about
3: welcome to all of you who are visiting christian family church for the first time today we would like to give you a very brief introduction as to how it all started back in johannesburg south africa in 1979 only two strangers arrived for the very first service now 43 years later Over 30,000 people call CFC Johannesburg their home. Since founding the Bible School in CFC Johannesburg, more than 1,300 churches and 84 Bible schools have been planted in many different countries around the world. While Apostle Theo and Dr. Beb oversee CFC International, they live here in San Antonio, Texas and spend most of their time here. However, they still pastor CFC Johannesburg and return to South Africa two or three times a year.
4: Hi, everybody. It's such a joy for us to be able to partner with you and be available for Cindy, Pastor Cindy, if she needs it. We are going to be here for her to help her with questions, answers, whatever we can provide for her in way of advice. And uh, we want you to know that we love her very much. We're confident in her. We believe she's the right person for the task. God's called her and anointed. She's a great speaker, great teacher. She has compassion for the people, full of wisdom. And uh, and, uh, of course, it would be an honor for me as her uncle to be available for her.
2: Absolutely. So, family, this is a new chapter in your church's life, and we're excited about what God's going to do. You know, the anointing of God is on Pastor Cindy, and the mantle that was on Dr. Henry has now gone to Pastor Cindy, although she'll be her own person. And so, we thank you for rallying around her, loving her, helping her run the race that God's called her to run, and together, you're going to do amazing. So we love you, Pastor Cindy, and we love you, family, already. So God bless you. From Christian Family Church, San Antonio, and around the world.
4: Praise God. You're going to go from strength to strength. We have no doubt about it. God bless you very
3: much. We love you very much.
1: And so we just wanted you to see who we have behind Pastor Cindy. We don't have a novice. We have somebody with a lot of ministry experience who is here to just help and support. At this time, we are going to pray over Pastor Cindy and anoint her with oil. And um, I'd like, Hain seeing you here, please come and join us, and you too, Terry. I do want you to know, I just personally, I have got to know Terry on a deeper level than um, over the last couple of months, and he's a rock, If you don't know that, he's a rock, he's steady, and he's integral to Cindy being able to stand. I just want you to know that he's quiet, he's kind of like my husband, which is maybe why they get on so well, but but he really is absolutely integral to this ministry, and we love you, Terry. And of course, you all know... Cindy's brother, Hain. So what we are going to do now is we're going to lay hands, which is exactly, if you'll come around here, and I'm going to anoint you with oil, Cindy. Before I do that this morning, I cannot express to you the honor I feel at doing this for you this morning. I feel like I'm standing in your dad's place letting you know how he is smiling on you. And it is a day that we should rejoice because we saw his wishes clearly articulated. And today he sees those playing out in front of him. This this oil thing, I've got to make sure it's just a tad, not a handful, I'll be in trouble. You can hold it. of the shakes. Thank you. Just in case you need one one. Um, (laughs) afterwards. Oh you got one. Okay. So based on you know I can't you know I can't do without these nights fine. Based on what we've seen in scripture this morning and what I have read to you this morning, we are going to lay hands on you, Pastor Cindy and publicly anoint you and set you into the office you've already been standing in and walking in and being anointed for. If you would like to stand and just stretch your hands out towards Pastor Cindy this morning, Lord, I thank you this morning for the gifting and the call on this woman of God. Thank you, Lord, that you have spent years preparing and anointing for this time and this season For this season in her life, I thank you, Lord, that there is nothing, nothing that you are, that has shortened your hand. Use her, Lord, to touch more, heal more, deliver more, rescue more than she ever imagined she would be able to do. Use her beyond her highest expectation because you are truly the Lord God who does more than we can hope or dream or think or imagine. Allow her, Lord, to rest in the anointing and the gifting that you have put on her and not to strive and toil in the office. Thank you, Lord, that your grace empowers her and equips her so that she can fulfill the call and run her race. Sure and steady. Lord, I thank you that today she is filled with a new level of wisdom and discernment. And Lord, I ask for a supernatural joy that will strengthen her for the race that she must run. Help her, Lord, have a compassionate heart as she shepherds the people of the promise. Let her passion for your plan and purpose fuel her when she grows weary Let it be, Lord, that when she sees or grows weary, that that passion so rises up within her that it equips her for the race. Let your vision for the promise and how we reach those around us so captivate and possess her, Lord, that it becomes a force to be reckoned with. Let your presence be her constant companion. Let let your glory be, be her rear guard and her reward. Thank you, Lord, that she's equipped for every resource that she needs, naturally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and that this church, the promised Lord, lacks no good thing. I thank you, Lord, that you go before her daily to lead her in the way that she should go, that she knows your voice, and she never, ever follows a stranger. Lindy, Cindy, even as we set you, look at me for a moment, even as we recognize and set you into this position today, I want to tell you to run your race with passion and with purpose, to never ever look behind you, to never give ears to the naysayers, to never give ear to those who do not support and come behind, but to fix your eyes on Jesus and the high calling he has put on you and run for the prize of well done, good and faithful servant. Could we give Cindy a real... the official lead pastor of the promise.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Catch my breath. Um, I really hope my makeup's not all over. Um, let's just keep that camera zoomed out. <laughs> I'm just going to move this because John says I'll knock it over. It's so of course a, a bittersweet day for me. Um, never managed it to be without my dad, but God knew. And he blessed me with the most amazing team around me. The pastors I've known, Pastor Andrew and Lindsay, since I was five years old in South Africa, as you heard and uh, Pastor Brian and Mary I've known since I was 15 years old. They served in my dad's very first church. They served in my dad's first church in America, and now we all serve together in this church. And uh, so they've known me a long time, and I've known them a long time. And they loved my dad, and they love me. And I'm so grateful, and I have such peace in my heart because we trust each other. And we're there for each other, and we depend on each other, and we want nothing else but God's will to be done. Thank you to my brother for flying in and surprising me from Texas. Thank you to my mom, who's my constant support. And to my amazing husband. (laughs) who's probably crying more than me right now. (laughs) (sighs) Love you. (sighs) To my heavenly Father. (sighs) God, I stand in awe of what you've done with this broken vessel that I once was. I stand in awe of your love and your, your grace and your mercy that you showed me. I'm amazed at the dreams and plans that you have for me, that you've unfolded for your glory. And in this careful planning of time, where in the beginning I felt completely like he had the wrong person in mind when dad said me seven years ago. To the place I stand today ready for this. Father God, I ask for your mercy and your grace. As I willingly accept this esteemed position, as I step into all you've called me to be, thank you, Father. You are my everything. You're all I've got. It's you and me, God, Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name. Okay. All right, on to the good stuff. No more crying, pull it together. All right, tears, tissues, done. Uh, When Jesus left, he left us with a mission. Everybody, if you love the Lord, Jesus is your savior, he left you with a, a mission. We'll put that scripture up. It's Matthew chapter 26 and verse 16. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Literally, people are seeing Jesus and they're still doubters. So don't worry about your friend that's got issues and doubting Jesus, okay? Like, and people are like, if he appeared to me, no. There were still people doubting when they could literally see him, so... Don't don't get bent out of shape about the doubters. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is the Great Commission. If you're wondering what your business card can say, it can say that. Destined to disciple the world. Destined to make a mark in the planet for the Lord Jesus. I wanted to read a scripture because that is the mission. That is always going to be our mission. It was God's mission um, And that's our heart, is to reach the world, to tell them about how amazing our God is, how much he loves them, that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, and all the good stuff in between, right? I want to read you a scripture, and this scripture for me, this is my heart. I'll read Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For this sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, that I could gain Christ and become one with Him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. I want to know Christ. And experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death. So that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. That is my heart. I want to know Christ more. So, if you ever want to know where we are on our journey, that is my goal. I want intimacy. I want a closeness with the Lord. I want more of Jesus. Amen. And so, that is always the heart that is in my heart. Ministry is one thing, but where your heart is personally is sometimes more important to God. So, the Promised Church, who are we? A Promised Church, we're a house of prayer. Uh, If you come here any minute of time, you'll realize that. We have prayer meetings before the church. Sometimes we have prayer meetings on Wednesdays. We have our P3 services. Prayer is an important part. It's our cooperation with the Lord here on earth, and it's important, and we value that. Uh, The other part of that is we are a house of worship. Uh, We are a house where the Word of God is preached in truth without compromise, and we will never compromise. And the promise is a place where the Holy Spirit is welcome to move in his house as he chooses Amen. with all of his gifts all right um, i want we want to provide and we have been, this is what I'm telling you is not something new. I'm merely stating what we've already been doing. And that is we want to provide a place where people can come and have an encounter with God, an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Because you can get a lot of head knowledge and never have a heart encounter with the Lord and drift away when somebody comes along with a, a more logical answer for you than, than God gives. And, but once you have an encounter, when you're marked by God's presence, it changes you. It doesn't, you don't leave so easily once you've fallen in love with somebody. They leave a mark in your life. The same thing is when you fall in love with Jesus. People that walk away so easily from God, they never really loved him. They never really knew him. Because if you've ever been in love with somebody and had a break up with them, gosh, it bothers you. For years sometimes, some people never forget it. Why? Because they really had your heart. So does God really have your heart? but that's what we want to provide in worship. And at the church, um you know, we've always worship has always been an important part both to my dad and I and uh we've we've built this. This is why this is one of the things that was in our vision, but um a year ago the Lord was really working on my heart um about worship and showing me some things and just took me into a a, a, a different a sorry, a deeper level with him on the importance of of worship, of pushing past the outer courts, going in to the secret place with him, and what can happen in those places when we allow the presence of God to move and don't get so caught up in, oh, what do I look like, or am I crying, or am I on my knees, or, you know, whatever is happening, it's about you and the Lord. And... Um, and so that's what we started doing. We started making changes. I was passed over the worship and I said to my dad, I want to extend the worship time, you know, from 25 minutes to 40 minutes. And he was like, how, how long? You know, he's like, I was like, this is what we got to do because you can't be so cookie cutter. If you want to allow the Holy Spirit time to move, you can't just cut it off. Uh, just as he's like, you know, there's a, the beautiful presence. Jesus walks in the room and you're like, okay, we're going to stop now. No, when Jesus walks in the room, that's when we, we'll keep going. So that's the importance of it. We're not, we're not doing it for our sake. And um, I choose all of the music, choose it very carefully when I look at the words, when I look at the lyrics, um, when I sit with Dre and we go through the music. It's because I'm looking not just for, is this a hot popular song? I'm looking at the lyrics. What are they saying? Are they vertically worshiping God? Are they about Jesus and his redemption? Or are they about me? And how I'm feeling and where I'm in my life. And I'm, I'm not here to, ma- to, to make the congregation go, oh, I really like this song. I want Jesus to say, I really like that song. Amen. So I want him to like the song. So that's what we're looking for. So I look for an anointing on the music when I listen to a song. People send me songs all the time and I appreciate it. But I'm looking for very particular things when I'm, when I'm looking at a song. Plus whether we can actually sing it. <laughs> because some songs are very, very wordy. It's like a poem. Um, worship is first and foremost to our king, and that's, it's a big part of who we are here at The Promise. Um, and then preaching the word. Preaching the word will always be done without compromise, as I said. And when, you, when we look back at Jesus' great commission and discipling the world, he said, didn't go and make decisions. He said, disciple. And if you come to church just on Sundays, unfortunately, that's not enough for you to grow. If I only fed you once a week how weak would you be by day six? You might be good on Sunday, you might be good for a day or two with the food I gave you, but if I didn't give you any other food for the rest of the week, you'd be very, very weak by come, come Sunday. And that's what people are doing spiritually, eating one meal thinking that should suffice. So the enemy just waits till about Thursday until you're starving and weak, and then he hits you. So... What we use is Bible college. That is our tool to help disciple you. And as you heard that amazing testimony from Candace today, it doesn't matter where you are on your walk, it's it's great. There's no homework except reading one book a semester, and it's on Audible. Um, and we uh, train people up. So this is a way that you can learn to be a passionate believer. That's our motto up there, developing passionate believers in Jesus so you can be stand up for what's coming at you. Uh, so let's just see, by show of stand if you are either a graduate or currently in bible college go ahead and stand yeah look at that come on people all right you can go sit and we already have 14 people signed up for the new year um and we have i don't even know i lost track 25 or 30 going into second year. Because we have people that come from all over. They don't just go to the promised church. And you'll know because last year when we had 40 signed up, we were like, where did they come from? <laughs> <laughs> so they just come out because that's God's knows This is where I can send people that need to be trained up. So that's why he sends them to us. So that's a big part of, of what we do. And God honors those who honor him. When you set that Monday night time aside, God honors that. He looks at that as you're honoring him. So again, don't forget, because uh, he, as he said, we're signing up right now. Um, a big part of the church is also the next generation. What are we doing to prepare the next generation? And that is our kids' ministry. So if we go ahead and play that little video, and then I'm going to ask Pastor Lindsay to come up and just talk about that for a minute. We're so grateful
1: that you have equipped us so that we can equip and empower this next generation. Lord, help us to see that they.
5: was Yes, sir.
1: Love our kids. <laughs> Before I even talk about the kids, I have to tell you we have such an amazing team who come in there every week prepared to spend time teaching and training these kids. And we have some amazing kids. So, first and foremost, can we give a hand clap to those who actually serve in Promise Kids and Raw? So you saw the last thing that was on that screen was our mission statement as promised kids. It's empowering a new generation of Jesus followers. From the first day that I stepped in there, I had an absolute um, compulsion. I was driven by the Holy Spirit not to send out kids who could recite the books of the Bible, who knew Bible stories, but when they were challenged or when the enemy came to attack them, had no defense. And so it's always been to empower them, because let me tell you something, the culture is coming for your kids. And if they do not know who they are in Christ, then they will not be able to stand. Every single one of our promised kids pray in tongues. And it's so natural and it's so normal that last week or two weeks ago, Robin, was it when you were in there? They were praying so loud that she's put her head out. She thought it was from next door. They are bold when they pray. They know who they are. They've been taught to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And after our prayer time on Sundays, when we sit together, they lay hands on each other. They know how to pray for the sick. And then we sit quietly and we listen. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And they come up with the most amazing things. We have a little girl who is determined, determined because God gave her a dream to be the first little girl of Promise Kids to pray for somebody in a wheelchair and watch them work. Every single week, she tells us how she's going to pray for that person Because Jesus has told her. They know how to hear. They have a vision. They hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. They know that they are not of this world. They know they're not. And if they don't know that they are not of this world, and then we send them into the world, the world will swallow them up. The world will swallow them up. It has been... An incredible um, learning curve for me, not just to how to teach the kids, but how the Holy Spirit has taught me through the kids. Because when they grasp something, they run with it. When they ask something, there's such simple questions that have such profound answers, such deep answers. Answers. We are excited at the growth, not only in the kids spiritually, but how we are beginning. I had a dream last week. And in this dream, I was running around trying to put out fires because we had 26 children in giant slayers. Now, on average, we have eight I was, where are we going to put them? Where where can we put them? Growth is coming, and God will supply in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Lindsay. It's so good. Honestly, it's awesome what they're doing in there. Um, So... Now, I've told you about what happens within our church, so you know if you come to the promise what to expect, but we're also about the Great Commission, and that's what Jesus tells us to do, is go into all the world. So what do we do locally? Uh, On Tuesdays, we have our outreach team that every Tuesday they go out two by two like Jesus sent them. And uh, they started uh, 14 months ago. Uh, We have 13 amazing volunteers. Volunteers, you can volunteer if you'd like to be part of it. And 14 months ago, they started uh, going to the Escondido Farmer's Market. And we just started by putting up a table that says free prayer do you want prayer? So it's, a, it's not an you know, invasive thing. If people want prayer, we stop. And then in December, when it got cold, we moved to uh, the mall, North County Fair Mall. And we have a table and they sit up and offer prayer and everybody comes around. And uh, in the short time of the 14 months, they've prayed for 492 people Hallelujah. with amazing testimonies. Um, and as a result of that, some of those people actually now attend our church. And we've had two of them sign up for Bible college. I know Will is somewhere around here too. So, uh, yeah, I know. Hey, we've got Rosalie and we've also got Will who signed up for Bible college as well. And uh, they've become part of the Promised Church. But it was also great to see some of the volunteers really grow as they faced their fear and stepped out and just offered prayer to somebody and see the miracle start happening. And it's just been great when people do that because God shows up and as you fulfill the Great Commission. So if, I have, uh, if any of my volunteers are here from the outreach team, would you stand and just bless them with a round of applause? Everybody on the volunteer team? Yay, I love it. Thank you guys. Um, a few years ago, I told my dad, my, my dad's uh, as you give to the church, we then give to other ministries. Just, you know, tithe and give offerings, and we support lots of different ministries. And um, a few years ago, I went to my dad, and I said, I really want to focus more on supporting local ministries and charities. And that is because, you know, sometimes you feel a little hamstrung in a smaller church because there's so many, oh, do you have this group? And are you taking care of this? And you're taking care of these people? And what about, and it's like, I don't have enough people to do all that, you know, like some of the larger churches. And so I said, well, why don't we go and find the people that are already doing that and support them financially? It would be as if we were part of their team, right? And so if you go to our website under the giving, there's a drop-down you can see who we support And that's just a few of them that's just focusing on some of the local ones. Life Choices in Poway, they help women uh, that are pregnant that want to keep their baby. They support them with money and clothing and diapers and all kinds of stuff. Uh, There's uh, Alternatives Clinic that we support as well, as well as um, Alabaster Jar Project, who helps trafficked women. It's right here in uh, Escondido. So um, there's just local projects. And so when you give to us, that's part of where the finances go out to. So you know these charities. And then... One of the ones that I met that I just had such a great connection with. When sometimes when you meet somebody, you just know it's a God connection. You just know instantly this was this was meant to be in the timeline, right? And that was when I met Laura from We See You, who's sitting right there. And uh, if you don't know who We See You are, they are they help with the homeless program, and they have dinners that they put on every Tuesday night for the homeless people, and they. Share the love of Jesus with them. Share about Jesus. Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit people believe that they can get free, and that is actually where Candice and Aaron used to go when they were on the streets. They used to go and go to those Tuesday night meetings to get food, and so Laura is actually the link that actually helped Candice get off the streets. So it's a very, it's a very powerful ministry. And uh, we, uh, and just when I met her, I just knew I was like, this is just kindred spirit. Both you know, love the Lord, spirit-filled, believe the same things, want the same things, just entirely different ministries, going off to the kingdom, believe to get the homeless not only off the streets and clean and through uh, soul care programs and stuff, but also get the demons out of them and get them filled with the spirit and everything else, and so they're just uh, a great ministry, and I love them, and we just want to support you. We're not the huge church, but here's, want to give $1,500 from you guys to, we see you, we love you guys. And that's just, we're sowing, you get to, so you're part of that ministry, because you're sowing into that ministry, and we're going to do more with our Bible college going around and supporting them as well, but this is who we get linked with, and this is when God lines it up, because we're all part of what God is doing on the earth, and if you can link arms, then you can be supportive uh, and grow at a different rate than if you were trying to do it all by yourself, you know? Go where some, look where where the anointing is, look where the person is that God's called, and you can support support them amen so thank you for being here and thank you kevin for coming with her and the family um so how do we fulfill the 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 great commission looking worldwide what is the worldwide how can we possibly reach the world um well in in january when prophet esther was here and um she she prophesied over me i'm not going to play that now just wait um, she talked about God saying that he had more. What he had for me was bigger. And and sometimes you can get a little frustrated. You're like, I don't understand. I'm trying to do everything I possibly can. But um, I've always been very interested in social media. I've, for years, I, if you've been around me, I've always been pushing. We need to do more. We need to do more and and trying to learn everything I could along the way. And my dad has been gracious to me and be like, okay, well, we can put a little in the budget, you know, try and get. Uh, we hired Jake there to help us with our editing and, and, and videos and different things. And it was about April. April time when I uh, something came across my social media, and it was a guy named Talon, and he's a young evangelist guy, probably in his late 20s, blonde guy, and he, he is a marketer, but he helps ministries grow their social media platforms because he's he's basically figured out how to do all the algorithm stuff. I'm not going to go into all the details of how it works, but uh, I linked up with him and, and bought his course and so started watching everything that you have to do. And as I was getting further and further into this, I'm like, this is a lot of work, like a lot of work. I'm not sure if you know, but I don't have a lot of time on my hands. But um, uh, so but in April, I watched this. I was like, and my dad's like, are you going to do this? I was like, I'm doing it, Dad. I was like, this is it. Because he grew his YouTube to 3 million subscribers in like a year. So YouTube is a very difficult platform to grow your followers on. It's not like Instagram or the others. So um, I'm really going to try and break this down and not go over your head with too much information. But there's reasons why I have to tell you some of it, okay? So you you have to, you have to do what's called... A, uh, a short you have to post a short a short is just a little short video it's anywhere from 18 seconds to 50 seconds 45 seconds long and it's a if you think about it it's like a commercial i'm trying to grab their attention i'm trying to make them stop scrolling and watch for a split second and part of that is a to subscribe to the channel and part of that is is another step but these little shorts you have to post them four times a day 7, 12, 3, and seven every day, no break, for at least 90 days. You cannot break, because the algorithm goes, hey, they're they're using our platform, this is good. And then what they'll do is they'll help kick up one of your videos, and they'll use the term, it'll go viral. Okay, So you'll get a bunch of views, people sign up, and it promotes it. What I've done with these shorts is, the point is, I link them. A lot of them you'll see, if you watch it, it'll say, it's about heaven and hell, and it's a few seconds, and it's, Do you know where you're going to go when you die and da-da-da-da and that kind of stuff? If you don't know, watch the video I pinned in the comments. Now, when they click the the video in the comments, it takes them to my YouTube page where I have an 11-minute video where we filmed here. Jake helped edit it in, so it's kind of cool to watch it. And I give them the full gospel story. I start with Adam and Eve, and I go through everything and why you can believe the Bible in a very simple, laid-out message that's just under 12 minutes long. At the end of that message, I, I lead them through a salvation prayer. And I say, if you've said this prayer, I want you to write in the comments, I prayed it. And then I don't want to just leave you with a prayer. If you look in the description, there's a link to a book. It's a free ebook called God's Plan for Your Life. And I want you to download this book. And if my, all my Bible college students, they know they have to read it. If you don't know the book, my dad wrote it. It's a discipleship book. It's really easy to read, but it gives you what to do in the next stages after you get saved. And so now they get this free ebook. They click it and download it, and they get a free ebook that now I didn't just make a decision. At least I'm helping with the discipleship of giving them something to help them. But that also leaves me, when they click it, I get their email address because they have to give me their email so I can download it. So now I have their email address in which I can follow up with an email. How did you like the book? How are you doing? Do you have any questions? And then eventually, I think you need to be in Bible college. It will help you. It will grow. You'll become a passionate believer for God. That is the ultimate discipleship tool. So you see the funnel. You see the vision. This is where I'm going with it. So the the going is the big picture. So uh, what I did is I did what they said. I opened up a new Facebook account. It's the Cindy Hope. It's the black and the gold, like my YouTube page. And I opened, you know, TikTok and all the rest of it. And I started. I didn't invite anybody except my husband and my dad's fake Facebook account that I created for him. Just to give me a couple of likes in the beginning. You know, it's funny because when I see comments, when I comment now, I can almost see some of the church people like, wait, how's he commenting? Like, what's happening? Is there Facebook in heaven? So... Um, and, uh, so exactly what, you know, YouTube has been slow growth. I'm at like 3,200 subscribers right now, which, you know, it took me 10 years to get to 200. So I'm not sh- I'm not blink. You know, I'm not like shutting the 3,200, but it's not a hundred thousand or a million where I'm going for. Right. And, uh, TikTok is slow too. It's like a thousand. And I had to restart a new, uh, Instagram. I'm only telling you this because people on Instagram, there is people that fake do fake accounts under my name which they've already started and they dm people and say oh god told me that you need to give to my orphanage and they, they ask for money so just so you know i will never dm you and ask for money or tell you to support some weird orphanage name and the whole email is spelt with bad english okay so i'll never dm you and ask for money and if you see anybody please report the account delete it whatever um, but I do have a separate Facebook account because, I mean, uh, Instagram, because I have to post four times a day. I, I don't want to drive you guys crazy. So this is how you can help me. When you see the video come up and it comes past you and you click on it, if you're on YouTube, this is where I need the most help. So if you have a YouTube account, subscribe to the account, go on the account, click on the video. Please click the like, the heart, whatever. On the comments, you can give me a quick emoji, a heart sign, a preach it, or whatever, whatever. Don't click off the video until it ends. If you, click, if you do all that and then you leave three seconds in, Instagram goes, oh, this is a terrible video. They're, they're, they're jumping off it. So it's, it's, it's only like 35 seconds. People put me on mute. I don't care. Just like watch the video, okay? You don't need to listen to me. I mute myself and I just like let them play, you know? But uh, on Instagram, it's a little different because it just goes on by. But if you see it, like, comment, because what that does is it's helping into the the the, um thing if you also under the share you know if you on all videos there's a little share button click the share and under share there's a bunch of little options one of them is called copy link as if you're going to copy the link and put it in an email you don't have to put it anywhere just put just go copy link don't share it you don't have to share it anywhere if you don't want to maybe it's a crazy video and you're like i don't want my friends to see you talking about hell like you know what i'm saying like you don't have to but if you click share link The algorithm thinks that you shared it somewhere, and that's what counts. So these are ways you can help me to get traction. So uh, on Facebook, we did have, uh, we've had some, God's blessed Facebook already. So if you can put up my uh, Facebook page, you can see what's happened when one of my videos have gone viral. Can we see the the main page? I don't know if you can see under my name how many followers. 42,000. 42,000. Folks, so when I started this uh, in April, I took the whole month of May, which was like the busiest month, I, uh, one of my busiest months next to August, and I started filming these videos. I sit in my other room in my office, and I have the light and the little thing behind me, and I record, and 120 videos a month. So I'm sitting for a couple hours doing, an, and this was in May, and May 11th is when my dad found out he had a tumor in his pancreas, and May 27th is when he was diagnosed with the pancreatic cancer. And we had planned to have everything set so we could start June 15th. June 15th was the start date, the release from there. We have it set up at programs. We go out four a day. Boom, no break. And, of course, June 14th, it wasn't even like a week later, I was calling 911 for the first time and taking my dad to the hospital. But once I had started, there was no stopping this thing. So there were many times I was leaving the hospital, go home, put up the thing, record for two hours, or leave my dad's side, go upstairs and record. And that might sound so callous, but you have to realize, <laughs> background music, you have to realize that like Satan will come for your call too. He'll come to pull you away. And I was like, oh no, you're not. And the, the the, as you saw, 42,000 followers. My videos started going viral, and some of them up at 397,000 views and 600, and, you know. So let's put that, put that up for me again, or I'm going to show them just a couple of the shorts just so you can have an idea of what I'm talking about. If we scroll down the reels, we can scroll down there if you can, Josh. You'll see the views. So yeah, keep going. You see it says like 4,000 views, 15,000. See in the bottom left corner? That's the views, okay? That's how many people are viewing it. If we scroll down a little more, I'm trying to look for one of the bigger ones. So you can see, um, oh, okay, so keep going a little more and we'll come back to that one. I think there's one that's, there, 90, just scroll back, you just missed that one. That one is like 96,000, but there's ones for 300,000, 72,000, I'm not going to waste your time, but let's just go back up a little bit. Let's play, let's play that one that says number one. Scroll down just a little bit, Josh. Down, down, down. Number one, let's play that. Just so you see an idea of some of the videos. Let's see if it works. Can we, can we get it to work? The Bible, a book of fairy tales or the truth? Hmm. Do you know that the Bible has sold over 5 billion sales worldwide? With a B! Do you know that 80 million are given away each year by the Gideons and over 40 million are still sold annually each year? Hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't know which fairy tale book is selling like that for this many years continually, the number one selling book of all time ever, Guinness Book of Records people. But let me tell you this, if I was God Almighty and I wanted to leave behind a book for my creation so that they could know all about me, and know who I am and come to know and love me, do you think I could get the book right if I designed the solar system, do you think I could figure out a book? Hmm, yes, I think he did, it's called the Bible. If you agree, type Bible in the comments, come on, the Bible. I was probably at the end of my two hours of filming where I'm like, you're getting some of the attitude. Uh, let's scroll up and show them one of the hell ones. I'm not sure. Let's see if we can see it. It's keep going. Do you believe in God? Try that one, the red on the right hand side. Let's see that one. Here's a question for you Do you believe in God? Okay. Most people say, yeah, I believe in God, but maybe not the God of the Bible. Well, if you're gonna look for God, the one true living God, why should you look at Jesus instead of Buddha, Muhammad, Allah, Confucius? Well, here's the reason. Do you know that none of those, neither Buddha, Confucius, Muhammad, none of them ever claimed to be God, only Jesus. Jesus says, God exists and you're looking at him. He said, I am the way, the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody gets to the Father God unless you go through me. It's an amazing story. If you want to know the true story of the one true living God, go watch the video i pinned in the comments. You won't regret it. Click subscribe for more. So, so. so that's kind of, That's what. That's what's happening. And so we've been blessed. Facebook has gone viral. We're great. It's up at 42,000 and climbing. We're you know believing that YouTube is next. But um, so let me explain to you so, so what's happened. When I sent those videos and I say I prayed it, uh, the, the Monday night before the first time I called 911 for my dad, um, I'd just gotten home. I called it on the Tuesday the first time, and it was Monday night. I'd gotten home. It was a really rough day, and I sat down on my couch, and I was on the brink of tears, and my phone went ding, and there was a, like, I get notified when there's a comment, uh, and on YouTube, up came this comment on my phone. I prayed it, and I sat there, and I was like, somebody just got saved, I had the worst day of my life and somebody just got saved. And I went, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I said, you know what, Satan? You come up off to my family one too many times. You're going to pay like the only way I know how to make you pay. And that's in the words of Reinhard Bonnke. I'm going to plunder hell and I'm going to populate heaven. And God gave me the number five, and the number five is grace. So I'm going for five million salvations worldwide. And I'm not just going for salvations. We're going to get people discipled around the world. Imagine how empowered you are. Now, imagine we could do that around the world for people that attend Bible college. So when they sign up, when they do that, they click the link. I get their contact information. We send them the book. As of yesterday morning, can we put up? This is the, the platform I use to, to contact people, to send them the book, that thing that shows how many contacts um, the JPEG. That was yesterday morning. 100 people have said yes to Jesus, prayed the prayer, and downloaded the book worldwide. In eight weeks. Eight weeks. During the worst possible time of my life, people. 100 people. Not coerced in some facility or some mention, like convention where they're emotionally moved. No. Sitting in the comfort of their own home, watching the gospel in its entirety, making the decision themselves to say, I prayed it, to go download the book themselves, not because they're required to a Bible college, and reading it. Folks, this is real, this is genuine, and a hundred, and I haven't even gone viral yet. I'm at 3,100, and not only Facebook has gone viral. I haven't even touched the surface. When this goes, I'm not going to be getting We're going to give it hundreds a day. Yes. Hundreds a day. And we can't, we're going to be steering them to the Bible college, folks. We'll have 3,000 people online watching, maybe 100,000 people online watching, getting becoming true disciples of Jesus. How awesome is this? God gave us this tool, there's this tool that's out there and people just want to shun it. Look at what God has given us. Look at this project that He's laid in our hands for us to do. And you look around the church and you think, Well, this is a small church, they're not really having much impact, you know. And you could be like, Yeah, you don't know about our worldwide ministry. We reach millions. And we're gonna, because this is the tool God's given us. And so I appreciate, you know, your giving towards helping with the editing, your your support, that's why I said if you see it, jump on, comment, like it, don't get into fights. Because the thing is, I say some stuff that's controversial, I throw some stuff out there with no basis, because it's not the point, and people want to tear into me. And you know, every time they do, I'm like, thank you, thank you. Please keep commenting, because you're helping me go viral. The more they hate, the more viral it goes. And they can't help themselves. They just want to go and go and go. And I'm like, keep going. It's okay. Just keep going. So don't don't worry about the hate, okay? They're helping me go viral. So there we go. As we conclude, I want to play you something. Because I want you to see God's hand in all this. So in January, when Prophet Esther came here, she prophesied a prophetic word over me. And so... Uh, I want you to go ahead and play that for me. Listen to this.
5: The phrase that I see is "You are essential." El señor me, de- me deja verte escribiendo. The Lord uh, let me see you writing. El señor me dice es tiempo de volver a escribir. This is time to start writing again y de plasmar en esas páginas todos los milagros que él ha hecho en tu vida. And to write about all the miracles that he has done in your life. Para que mucha gente sea sanada, la fe de mucha gente sea sanada a través de ese libro. So many people is going to be healed through the faith that you're going to give them through that book. Eres una mujer muy creativa. You're a very creative woman. Y Dios usa esa creatividad para bendecir a mucha gente. The Lord uses that to bless El Señor me dice, cuando llegues al mes de agosto este año, In the month of Y celebres un año más. You your Cuando realmente tú llegues al mes de agosto y celebres un año más, when you get to and you el Señor me dice que te va a dar diseños nuevos. Is going to new y hay proyectos que vas a tener que establecer nuevos en este año. There are new you need to this tú year. ya tienes en tu cabeza el nuevo lugar. You ahead the new place. ¿Tú ya has visto lo que realmente Dios va a hacer? You have already seen what the Lord is going to do. Y llevas mucho tiempo orando. And you have been praying for a long time. Pero el Señor me dice no seas escasa. And the Lord says do not limit. Porque me. lo que realmente yo tengo es más grande. Because what I have for you is es bigger. Es más grande lo que yo tengo que lo que tú estás viendo. What I have for you is bigger than what you are seeing.
4: When she said that prophetic word, I was sitting there, and we were so excited. We're like, August, new designs, projects, does that mean we're going to be getting the new building, and I'm going to be designing the new building? And uh, a few weeks ago, when I, we were planning today, and the vision and everything else in the Holy Spirit brought back to my mind the prophetic word, and I'm gonna, we had translators Type, write it out for us because she doesn't translate everything she's saying because she doesn't have time. So I'm going to read it to you. So if you don't know, my birthday is on August 30th. It's August 20th today. It's in 10 days. The Lord tells me that when the month of August of this year comes and you celebrate another year for your birthday, when you really reach the month of August, the Lord says He's going to release to you new designs and there are new projects that you're going to establish this year. There are new projects that you need to establish this year. When I got that, I thought I would be designing the new building. I didn't realize that my dad would be gone. And I'd be standing up telling the church about the projects that I've been working on. But God knew. God told me in January, I want you to know what you're going to be doing right before your birthday. Right before your birthday, You're going to be talking about the plans and the projects that I've given you. And you're going to be releasing them. And you're going to be right in my will. You're going to be in the perfect place, the perfect timing, walking with me hand in hand. Church, we are in God's ordained will. He already planned this moment and this day. And we are walking right where God wanted us. Even though it might not appear like what we thought it should, according to God, he was already excited in January about this moment. And even as I was writing this down in my journal, and when we were trying to organize this, originally Bill Weiss was going to be here literally canceling last night. He, when we were trying to figure out the date, I was trying to do it for August 13th. And I just was like, man, I just don't feel like that's supposed to be the day. And I was like, I'll just leave it up to everybody else, the board, who can, what day they can pick. And they all picked August 20th. And so I'm writing in my journal August 20th. And I write 8.20 as I'll be stepping into senior position. My dad passed away at 8.20 a.m. And I'll step in his position on 8.20 Exactly where God had planned. Let's give God some praise, people. So God has had this the whole time. This whole plan is in his perfect plan. Everything that we're establishing, everything we're doing has got God's hand all over it, the timing of it. Everything is orchestrated. So rest in that. And I hope that you feel like this is your church and that you want to run with us and you want to be beside us and go with us because there's a world to impact and we're going to do it. And we're going to impact our city. And we're going to be a light in the city. Like, Esther, like Prophet Esther said, we're going to be the burning bush where people can come and encounter Jesus. So thank you. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for those watching online. And thank you for all your support and your love. And I love you so much. Thank you, guys.